Um, before we kick off, um, as more people are coming in, I want to do uh, a little segment here on just Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up, and I um, hope all you you know celebrate it you know safely. You need definitely have you have older people in your family who may be at risk or whatever to um, the flu or the Wuhan flu or whatever. You know, I know you're taking considerations of that. But all this stuff uh, about celebrating Thanksgiving virtually, I think it's kind of funny. But um, but yeah, so but I don't know if you know, you know, I've um you know, I've grown very fond uh, of saying that everyone is Catholic on St. Patrick's Day. You know, everyone's Catholic on St. Patrick's Day. And I and I say that everyone is Catholic on March 17th and every year in the United States, because I think you find people with every sect, creed, and 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 religion wearing green on that day. Everyone's saying happy St. Patty's Day. I mean, to friends and strangers alike. Everyone's drinking and they're eating things that should never be the color green, right? That's St. Patrick's Day. And, and, and indeed, I think many of these souls happen to be some of, oftentimes, some of the most anti-Catholic people. But on this day, everyone is saying, Happy St. Patrick's Day, right? And I think it's true. I think uh, along with many other things, the Catholic community, um, we've lost control of the message of what St. Patrick's Day and his feast is all about, right? Catholics, you know, we, we as Catholics will never resuscitate the true meaning of that honored feast day um, until the Catholic faith becomes the norm again, right? The orthodoxy, the orthodoxy of the Catholic faith becomes the norm again, right? Um, and so I don't know if you knew this, but the the I never knew, do you know about the, the Calvinistic and the anti-roots of the Thanksgiving Day as we celebrate it today, as it comes to us from the New England states, not from Florida, not from South Carolina, but from the New England states. Well, I would say at least Catholics are not alone in losing control over the original purpose of their most honored of their most honored celebration or feast days. Originally, Thanksgiving days were pro were the Protestant response to the litany of Catholic holy days, in which the faithful were uh, required to attend mass. So, two years after King Henry VIII had consecrated um, the Church of England and making himself as the supreme head of that church. And during that same year in 1536, perhaps the height of the former response of the repression of Catholicism and Catholics in England, it was that year in 1536 that his parliament passed the acts against the Pope's authority. And Henry um, established his own church calendar along with 27 holy days. Yet King Henry's, um, his reforms were not enough for the Puritans. The Puritans, they desired to do completely away with all Catholic Church holy days, including Christmas, Easter. The Puritans' idea was to replace all holy days with days of fasting or days of thanksgiving. All right, so they're going to replace all the holy days and replace them with either days of fasting or days of thanksgiving. Days of fasting would be for repentance after unexpected disasters. While days of Thanksgiving would be to celebrate, would be celebrated after there was clear evidence of God showing favor, of God showing favor, such as uh, one example of God showing favor was in 1606 
after the failure of the gunpowder plot, right, the year before. And so um, eventually, so it, it was shortly after that, um, the year later, where um, this annual um, Thanksgiving Day feast became known as Guy Fawkes Day. So this is what Guy Fawkes Day still looks like in parts of England today. It's a very anti-Catholic feast. You know, there's effigies of the popes. There's burning torches and crosses. And so this is an example of what Thanksgiving Day looks like in, um, um, you know, still several parts of England today, the celebration of the failure of the gunpowder plot. So I think two things should be made clear at this point. First is that the English Protestant Reformation was not only a theological reform of Catholicism, but it's also an intelligent war and, and um, institutionalized partisanship against Catholics. And I, I like to say that it's, it's similar to what we see today in the United States with this elevation and throughout the world, but you know, especially United States and in Canada, this elevation of people who are not truly Catholic, but you know, they're elevated in the political sphere. And as part of the intelligent and institutionalized war against Catholicism, right? The watering it down. But the second point is that, that the Puritans and the Pilgrims believed that the English Protestant Reformation had not gone far enough, right? They were completely dissatisfied with the tolerance that the Church of England had shown towards Catholics and Catholic practices. And they were demanding that a church was more pure for the influence of Catholic teachings. So basically, what the Puritans wanted um, what they adopted was um, Calvinism as their theology. And you may know that G.K. Chesterton in his book, Eugenics and All Other, e and Other Evils, he called Calvinism immoral. And he called Calvinism the most non-Christian of the Christian systems. So anyway, um, so a small group of pilgrims, they settled in Plymouth Colony in, in Plymouth, Massachusetts in 1620. And they, this group was a com, uh, conglomeration of early separatist movements in front of Church of England. These are people who were seeking refuge from the conflicts, um, uh, seeking refuge from persecution and the conflicts that eventually led up to the English War, English Civil War. And so the overall opinion of these groups that are in England at this time, New England, right, New England at this time, um, these this group of people, um, their their ideology ideology was very close to that of Puritans, who began who began migrating to New England in um, 1620 and established the Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1629. So in Massachusetts, 1621, there's this gr great harvest, right? Good harvest, uh, which according to anti-Catholic tradition that we discussed, the New Englanders, it demanded that there be a Thanksgiving. A day of Thanksgiving held in response to God showing good favor, right? That's that was a practice. So now, aside from all the earlier accounts, you know, we know about the the mass that was, took place in 1565, the mass of Thanksgiving, Catholic mass of Thanksgiving that took place in Saint Augustine, Florida. It was celebrated by Father Francisco Lopez in response to um, the ships. I think it was called San Pedro. Um, that arrived. It was carrying like a thousand sellers from Spain, sellers and soldiers. Um, and that included, and actually that ship that landed in 1565, it included um, what we know of the first blacks, black Africans, uh, French African, black, well, they're French, but they're from Africa, brown, very brown skin. This is the first account we have of black Africans setting foot in North America on that ship in 1565. They were Catholics. Um, and so 
So they held a Thanksgiving feast in 1565. But a year before that, um, the French Huguenots, the Calvinists, again, they held a feast of Thanksgiving and what's as known as um, what's called what would be um, the, the four was St. Caroline, but it was in Jacksonville, what we call Jacksonville um, today, that area. Um, so um, they held a Thanksgiving feast a year before. So, you know, aside from those feasts that happened, you know, south of the Mason-Dixon line, this feast in 1621 was the first Thanksgiving day for good harvest in the New England states. And it would become an annual occurrence in the New England states with both the church and state leaders offering proclamations of that day. So during the American Revolution, political leaders um, began announcing a day of Thanksgiving in response to God showing them favor. Um after battles, and even President George Washington proclaimed the first nationwide Thanksgiving Day celebration in November uh, 26, um, 1789. And uh, quote, um, he says, um, as a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer to be observed and acknowledged with grateful hearts and of the many and signal favors by Almighty God. So those, I mean, that's that's really the the roots of what we have today known as Thanksgiving, right? The New England version of the Thanksgiving, the Calvinist anti-Catholic version of Thanksgiving that we have today. So it's, it's really amazing that Catholics in the New England states back then would never have thought of celebrating Thanksgiving because they knew it was anti-Catholic, right? They would never have thought of it. But again, over time, you know, you lose, you lose your, your, um, you lose your messaging. And so, um, and so that's where we're at today with the, um, the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving feast. So, um, so yeah, it's pretty, a little, little fun fact there, a little fun fact of history there. Fool me, we can't get fooled again.